BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now, John Richardson. Hello, welcome to another John Richardson Show podcast. Thank you for downloading. We're live at the Edinburgh Festival once more. Uh, These are the highlights from Sunday morning show. It was a roller coaster, wasn't it? Oh, but it was all up. Um... There's no doubt. Well, no, it ended. Oh, yeah, that you was a bit just of a end downer. at the top, do you, on a roller coaster? Nah. I mean, you know, make it feel like a roller coaster. Press pause now and queue for seven hours uh, to, and then press play again. Ooh. And then yeah. uh, I'll go, oh, you can't get on, you're not big enough. And you go, oh, don't give me that. I'm too big, mate. And they go, listen, mate, my brother presses the buttons, you're all right with me. And then cool. you get on. And then there'll yeah. be the bit in the middle of the podcast where you'll come off his chair a bit and you'll think, oh, God, I'm going to die. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Um, we had Paul Sinar on. Ledge. We had Stephen K. Amos on. Oh, yeah. We had Tim Key on. Ledge. We had Matt Ford on. Ledge. Um, I hate, oh, I can't say that about myself. I sound like an idiot now. You just did say it about yourself, oh, mate. Oh, dear. You might as well, because the reviews... Are... Oh, 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 oh. I haven't had any reviews yet, to my mind. Um, Have I had any? This Not to your mind, but a few people have been to your show. Okay. I think even reviewers are scared to delve into that mess. <laughs> I spent an hour in the company of Matt Ford's mind, and now I can't write. <laughs> um, got a pod joke for us? Sort of. Well, go on. It's, uh, I'm taking it off on a different angle this week. Yeah? What do you call a man who sells meat? Okay, intriguing. We'll find out after this. John Richardson. <laughs> Six Music. If you're wondering, you know, uh, what the vibe is like in Edinburgh, what it's like coming up here, maybe you don't get the chance to come up, here's an email from Catherine that says, Dear John, um, I've been up this week from down south for the Fringe. I'm trying to think of something really amusing to say, so you read this out on your show, but to be honest, I'm so drunk that I can't think. Signed, Catherine in Edinburgh. P.S. I just read this back and realised I sound like a weirdo. I'm not. I've just had too much pint. Too much pint, Catherine. Maybe that's the time not to be logging onto the internet because um, you've probably done some things that you don't need to do. But that brings me on nicely to our first uh, good deed. We're going to do the good deeds in the next half hour, so you can send those in, johnrichson.6music at bbc.co.uk. This one comes in from Leah. says, I'd like to nominate my mum for a good deed this week. After having a camp out in our garden yesterday, I invited some friends who invited some vodka. And when I say invited, I mean smuggled. Uh, It ended in her friends being sick in all her mum's shrubberies. Um, They woke her mum up at three o'clock in the morning and her mum just said, uh, it's not your fault these things happen when you're young, which I think is a great mum thing to do and uh, we certainly condone that sort of thing. So we'll give uh, Leah's mum a mention. She says, if you read this, can you also mention my mate Sam as she wasn't drunk and helped me clear up afterwards. That's I like to think that's the kind of friend I was, except, um, well, the, the not being drunk bit was me, but then instead of helping clear up, I just went home and said, you'll all regret this in the morning, you mark my words. Um, I'm, I'm very comfortable there, Deborah. I'm starting to feel this studio is my own. I had the... The nicest thing about BBC Scotland is that I went into the kitchen during that break there and they um, label their kitchen roll, do not remove from tea room. That's the sort of thing. That's the sort of thing I like in my life. I like labels and I like order and I like kitchen roll to gain the respect that it deserves in the world. Six. Music. Follow-up from John Stradamus' work last week. Hello, John. My wife contacted you on your show a couple of weeks ago. You claimed to be... (laughs) I don't claim this. This is a fact, mate. You claimed to be able to predict the future, and she asked if you would predict the sex of our unborn child, perhaps influenced by the knowledge, or perhaps your mystical ability, that the Hazelhurst 
have not produced a girl in nearly 60 years. You predicted that our child would be a boy, or a bit of both. I remember that. I'm happy to announce that you were wrong on both counts. After 60 years of pumping out boys, aren't you the romantics? We have finally bucked the trend and produced a girl. Arguably, there is nothing miraculous about this news, but the following is interesting. In some cultures, the number eight is a lucky number. For example, the opening ceremony of the Summer Olympics in Beijing at eight seconds, eight minutes past 8pm local time on August the 8th, 2008. Interestingly, our daughter was born on August the 8th, weighing eight pounds and eight ounces. If your prediction had been right, my wife and I had agreed it would only be fair to acknowledge your powers and name our son John Richardson Hazelhurst. However, as you failed us, brackets, and our unborn child, we put it to you and your listeners to name our daughter. Challenge laid down. The brief is simple. The name or names must take into account the auspicious date and weight, i.e. luck and prosperity, and must be suitable for a girl. So Lucky is out as she is not a golden retriever. Not yet. We all remember the tale of the ugly duckling. She might start getting hairy. That's all I'm saying. I look forward to hearing the suggestions. Cheers, Simon. My own suggestion, octopus. It's got the number eight in there. Everyone likes octopuses. I think I've won it, but if you think you can beat, then uh, feel free to join in. It's time to sort out our good deed of the week. We're going to dedicate the show to the person who's done the nicest thing, except this week I think it might be a slight sea change on that. Um, I read out Emma from Enfield's one where she's done her mate's work. We've already had a nomination for Leah's mom, who didn't overreact when her friends puked inside her uh, lovely Leylandi bushes. Um, Hi, John. I recently got a letter from my local Haringey councillor. This is from Lucy in London. You're thinking, surely you're not going to give it to a councillor, John. Um, My councillor informed me with photo evidence that while out and about on my road, he spotted a water stopgap which was missing its cover. He went on in his note to say that the hole was big enough for someone to trip over and he had been kind enough to take the issue up with the council on residents' behalf. Is it me or is he really bigged up quite a small good deed which I'm not sure even qualifies since it's his job to sort that kind of thing out on residents' behalf? P.S. The paper the letters printed had a printed watermark guarantee that our councillors will be working all year round. Whoop-dee-doo. I like the cynicism in that one. I like someone who's got a letter from her councillor and not thought, well, it's good to know they're actually doing something. Just thought, I, I assume you're doing something. This one came in last week. I didn't have time to read. Um... Again, it's a slight spin on doing a good deed, Uh, Matt the Plumber. uh, I saw an old woman fall over in the park this week and drop her bags. Being the upsending member of the public I am, I didn't laugh at or mug her. I simply walked round, avoiding eye contact so as not to be made to feel uncomfortable. Matt the Plumber. I can't really give you good deed of the week for that, but uh, I appreciate it. And um, this one's just come in from Graham, says, I'd like to nominate the man who lives on the opposite side of the water of Leith to my house. Last week I could hear splashing around, and looking out of my water, I saw what I first assumed was an insane chap throwing traffic cones and bollards in the water. On closer inspection, he was wading through the river in his hunter wellies, using a large garden rake to retrieve various paraphernalia from the river. I went downstairs to help him with the task, and we removed two traffic cones and three plastic barriers from the river. Speaking to him afterwards, it turns out this is something he does on a regular basis and I'm sure the ducks and heron live a happier life because of his weekly endeavours. 
Um, all the best. Don't forget to call your mum while you're in Edinburgh. I'm sure she's worrying about you in the city. She's coming up today, Graham. Um, I saw your head peak then when I mentioned herons and ducks. Mm. I imagine you want to dedicate the show to Graham, do you? If we could. Let's do it. Um, hello, Paul Sinar. Hello, John. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm very well. How are you? Well, as you can imagine, on a Sunday morning of the biggest binge-drinking comedy festival in the world, I'm feeling absolutely ace. Yeah, it's a great time to be alive, isn't it? It is a great time to be alive. I've got uh, an unbranded fizzy uh, sports drink or some fizzy uh, vitamin tablets if you would like something to help I'm, you. I've actually got... A, I'm, I'm so paranoid of missing stuff in the morning. Right. I always end up waking up about an hour and a half beforehand. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been up for ages taking vitamins and rehydrating. Oh, good. Do you, uh, you live the full life at the festival? I do, with a couple of nights off every week. But, yeah, I'm one of those people massaging other people's egos and waiting for my <laughs> own ego to be massaged at some horrible industry bar at four in the morning going, yeah, you were great tonight. I'm one of, the, I'm one, I'm one of those. It's a bit soulless, but... I have what I would call Edinburgh buddies, which is people that I only ever see at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. I never see them. In fact, I'd never even dream of seeing them for the other 11 months of the year. So tedious is their conversation. But in, <laughs> in August... Come on, Paul, name names. <laughs> in August, it all makes some kind of contextual sense, uh, and it's fine. Edinburgh buddies, they're great. Yeah, it's, um, it's, like a, it's like a military thing, isn't it? When you're that close to people for that one month. It's not a disingenuous thing, is it? It's mm. just that for that month, you do need people to get you through. It's like through. a one-month version of the breakfast club. You, you, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's so intense. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bit of... torturous, but anyway. Um... Well, I like it. It's, it could lead to sort of uh, working out who the sort of punk one is, whose dads hate them, and who's the spoiled one. I, th- I think I'm the sensitive one, which I think may have been Anthony Michael Hall, but I can't remember. I can't I remember the exact I'm, uh... def- uh, is it Emilio Estevez? Which one? Is Emilio it? Estevez. Yeah. yeah, the sort of. So you're the jock, the sports jock with a heart of gold. Uh, the Scotsman, two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than uh, some of the stuff that's been coming. Someone um, uh, asked if we would name their baby. Mm. Right, so there's big stuff to do on a Sunday morning. I recognise that's a lot of pressure to put on uh, guests and listeners, but mm. um, they said that their baby was born on the eighth of uh, the eighth. Weighing eight pounds and eight ounces. All right. And as the number <clears throat> eight is big in uh, Eastern culture, um, symbolism, Beijing Olympics, eight minutes past eight opening ceremony, all that nonsense. Mm. They want a name that has that in it. Um, so we've had a load in, and I know you're a man who genuinely has facts about most things. Well, I was thinking if it was a boy, they could name him Michael, after right. Michael Phelps, who won eight gold medals nice. at the Beijing Olympics. It's a girl. If, oh. Um, someone's gone for Felicity as it means lucky, uh, from the Latin. Yes. Latin Felix mean lucky or happy? Uh, it means lucky, as in the felicitous, um, a felicitous review. <laughs> <laughs> You're all about the reviews this morning. <laughs> um, uh, Emma suggests um, felicity as it has eight letters, and also Michelle, which has eight letters and means godlike. Can you confirm that? I can't actually confirm that one. Okay. Not, Mich- Michelle means godlike. I'm not, I'm not so sure about that one. I only know uh, the sort of the snail jokes where the name Michelle is concerned. <laughs> um, the, uh, quite a few people have suggested Katie because um, it's got eight in the middle. Oh right! And okay. when people text you, they'll just put K and then the letter eight. 
Uh, the number. There's lettering. something fairly classless about Katie this year. <laughs> Katie, Peter, or Andre? Those three are all out this year. Oh, as far of course, as yeah. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, yeah, we're going to get a lot of texts from Katie's now, but that's fine. Uh, we've also had a lot of Octavia suggestions. Hello, John. My little sister is called Octavia. Uh, she's the eighth child. Uh, she won't be listening, but I thought I'd suggest it. It's a Roman name, Sep in Manchester. Well, interestingly, it is a Roman name, and it's also the other name of Augustus Caesar, and born in August. Augustus Caesar's original name was Octavian. Right. Mm. That's looking like a front runner, isn't it? it that's, so I think you've got two links then the eighth thing and the August thing. It's going to be in. hard to knock Oct- Octavia off the plinth. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm alive as well this morning. Simon should call his daughter Penny. After all, see a penny, pick it up, and then all day you'll have good luck. A good omen for life, Nick in Croydon. Not it's bad. a good omen. It's not the sort of thing you want to be saying about your daughter. Pick <laughs> up my daughter and you'll have good luck all day. Um, Lucy, because it's lucky without the K. Uh, the baby's name should be Clover. Jane in London. Um, maybe oh, she was born with four fingers. And, um, <laughs> that one definitely works. Are there, are there any, any other butter substitutes you could name, <laughs> yeah. name your child after? I can't believe it's not a boy. <laughs> um, I suggested octopus. Right. Um, you know, it's a cool name. It's going to get you noticed. Um, octopus is a sweet name for a girl, but to ensure she benefits from the full force of children's cruelty at school, I suggest Octavia. Uh, proper posh ring to it to upset the poor kids. Love to your mother from Joe. How about Felicity Augusta um, from Davy, waiting for his missus to shift her bomb out of bed? Simon in Brighton, Augusta Arachnid. Arachnid's a beautiful name for a girl, isn't it? No one's really gone for Arachnid before. I think, I, I think yeah. it's, it's quite nice. Uh, Le- I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Lema, goddess of fate, luck and happiness and of pregnancy and childbirth. It's Latvian. Uh, Genevieve in Antwerp. L-A-I-M-A. That's nice. Lamo is what they get called at school. Um, <laughs> I things suppose would, you're Things right. wouldn't go well. Yeah. Um, someone's written their whole email in Spanish. I suggest suerte which is Spanish for luck. That's a nice name, isn't it? It sounds too much like sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the bigger picture. You're really thinking like a child here. (laughs) Um, La, 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 that's not a name. Uh, uh, John, how about Seren, as in serendipity, meaning good luck in making fortunate discoveries? Well, don't even get me started. That almost sounds like he might have been listening to my show. I have a two-minute lecture on the word serendipity. Do you know where it comes from? No. A Persian fairy tale called The Three Princes of Serendip, where happy accidents and good luck happen to three princes from Serendip, the archaic word for Sri Lanka. There you go. This show is educational. What do you reckon was the best one we had? Um, I like arachnia. Arachnia, octopus. Yeah. Octopus is great. There just haven't been any famous octopuses Octopus Arachnia, that is a that is a name, isn't it? I love it. And if it doesn't get you in the next Bond film, then uh, I don't know what will, apart from maybe some acting talent. BBC Six Music. John Rick's on Six Music, joined by Paul Sinar, and now also joined by Stephen K. Amos. Hey, morning. How are you? I'm very, very good. I'm in a very, very excitable mood this morning. Are you? Yes. Why? Yes, I did uh, the Stand Comedy Club last night, and I hadn't eaten all day, and it was one of those typical gigs where I had a few beers... And I did the same joke three times. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The same joke. And they allowed me to get away with it. It was hilarious. Uh, 
I'm stunned. <laughs> I, I did the same joke twice once at the comedy store, and they certainly did not allow me to get away with it. <laughs> the, the audience displeasure was very, very audible. Oh, really? Uh, it was a horrible moment. 2001, I've got better since then. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I kind of incorporated it into the show. I was like going, oh, I'm just testing you, testing you, and they're like... Nice. And the third time? They, I, I, I knew by their silence that I did it. So I said, oh, have I done that again? They went, yeah. They went, ah, see, I got you again. That's a good trick, because if you can do that with a seven-minute routine, then that's your time entirely <laughs> eaten up. Well, I thought I was going to come back for the encore and do the entire act again. Yeah. That was my plan. How's the festival going for you? I am having a ball. I've got to say, there's no stress, no drama. Um, it's a jazz hands show. I'm just there going, look at me. It's big room to fill, and we're filling it, so there's no problem. you got some big posters this year. Do you know what? Do you know what? This is this this has been the scandal of the of the fringe. Everyone has been going, Amos. How come you've got so many posters? And you know, this is the first year that the council have really um, stamped down, and you can't just fly post anywhere. Mm. So all the companies that are doing these uh, posters for us. You get asked how many posters you want. I asked for a hundred. That's all I asked for. Nobody else seems to have asked for a hundred. So they all now think that I'm greedy guts because I've got the most um, posters everywhere. I just paid for the most. To be fair, this is a fairly rock and roll arts festival. You've just described that as the scandal of the fringe. <laughs> Anyone that thinks that comedy is the new rock and roll has had their belief system wiped out there. Posters are big business, though. <laughs> they are I, big business. I've, and I can tell you now, for a fact, on record, that um, at least two of the very big promoters who are up here in Edinburgh have called the poster company, and I know this for a fact, complaining that I've got too many posters. I haven't complained about you, but when I arrived on the first day, you go to your venue to do your run-through. And I always walk through the Pleasance to my venue to see if you can see your poster as much as everyone else's. And I didn't see any of my posters. And I'm not, I'm not a prima donna. You guys know that, right? Yeah, I'm a we good know that. guy. Awkwardly. But I had to say to my agent, look, this is ridiculous. I've paid the same as everyone else for posters. There's none up. And there's four of him there. And there's three of her there. And there's seven of that show in that corner. And that's my room. And... Um, when I came out, someone was sellotaping my posters over other people. Oh, don't say that. that I came out, not, not, not one of my agents, someone from the Pleasance who'd counted and realised, oh, we've obviously made a mistake. But when I, I came out of the courtyard, I bumped into Pappy's Fun Club and I told them this story. And then when they went into the courtyard, there was a young girl counting posters. And they said, oh, what are you doing? She said, oh, we're having to count posters. People are kicking off about not having enough posters. And uh, Tom went, oh, you haven't had a complaint from John Richardson? <laughs> and she went, yeah, his complaint was the worst. Ooh. I'm getting did, a reputation. Did you look behind the skip? Because that's usually where the poster is. There's usually these two large skips in the courtyard, and that's where I look first. Behind the skip, that tells yeah. me where my poster is. I did walk from uh, the Pleasance to the Gilded Balloon, and I have to say, even by my own standards, there were a lot of posters. <laughs> it was very awkward. I began to wonder if I was, in fact, a poster, or, or, or if one of the posters was me. Your show was... Um... It's called The Feel Good Factor, isn't it? And it's all about, I assume, positivity and just laughing and... Exactly, exactly. I've got to be honest now, the, the audience is loving it. I don't think it's one for the critics. I'm not, I'm not here to, to wow the critics. Well, we can it's... check that for you now. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Don't even... Don't go there. I'm not here for that. No, um, the audience is loving it. It's just about having an hour of fun, and that's what I'm doing this year. It is nothing... There really isn't anything deep or meaningful, um, although there might be. Uh, Ooh. Um, but Someone's it's just, got a twist. Oh, there might be a twist. But it's just about having fun, really. Yeah. How, how does your show rate on the um, general feel-good factor? 
Quite the opposite. My, sh- my, <laughs> my, my, my show is a feel-bad show about how I've been single since 1991 and how I've used the world of competitive quizzing as a substitute boyfriend. Yes, it's, it's, it's as hilarious as it sounds. Um, it was described by Scott's Gay as the dullest premise in the history of fringe comedy. Are you serious? I'm serious. They always give me five stars, but all the other reviews have been great. It's only, I'm a gay comedian and it's only the gays that don't get me. <laughs> uh, and the Asians, to a that may, be, that may be why you've been single since 1991. <laughs> well, that may well be. It's the gays that don't get it, you. Is, will you stop talking about football, they say to me. That, 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 that sort of <laughs> thing. Um, I, I seem to be a mystery to them. Although what's nice is, is, is it hasn't stopped them from coming to the show. I'm, I think I'm beginning to build for the first time a gay fan base. A gay fan base? Mm. And um, what are you going to do with them? To take them on tours, or I'm not entirely sure at the moment. There's the, 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 uh, probably Mamma Mia the musical uh, uh, <laughs> when, when, when it comes back to the London theatres. We'll, we'll go on a trip, uh, Mykonos, Sydney. <laughs> but surely, if there's a gay fan base, then that means that there is a potential that you will find the right one. Yeah, but if I do find the right one, what the hell am I going to write about the following year at Edinburgh? I, 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 write about that? I, could, I suppose I could do the that. The one. But, but, yeah. uh, we, 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 rather like John, we, we trade in fictional misery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I ask you both very quickly, Edinburgh's sort of a feat of marketing and things like that. How, how much extra do you do in terms of uh, the approachability, in terms of Twitter and Facebook and things like that? Because if you're not careful... You're available in the street all the time to be grabbed, and then when you get home, you're updating sites and telling people what you've had for breakfast. Do you do any of that? I've got to say, um, I, I, I was really anti-Facebook and all that kind of stuff because I believe in like talking to people, um, but I did have a Facebook thing uh, because it's a marketing tool. Yeah. And then uh, I, I met uh, bump, met up with Eddie Izzard. Oh, clang, I've just dropped a name. And he said, get onto Twitter, Twitter. I've got about 600,000 followers. It's a great thing. And I've got to be honest, I've recently, just in the last three weeks, signed up but I have not... I don't know how to use it. OK, so people can follow you on Twitter. Well, or... you think you name-drop. Wait for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've Ronnie Corbett I've been, I've been doing a daily quiz on, on my as a sort of Facebook... I do a daily quiz for the audience to take home, and I've been writing the questions on my Facebook page. Uh, and as a result, yesterday, Mark, by the way, that Mark, by the way, the 2007 World Quizzing Champion and Brain of Britain, by added the way. me, by the way, um, <laughs> named after a Marillion's, a Marillion's lyrics to Kaylee, I think. Um, <laughs> Mark, by the way, the former world quizzing champion, added me as a friend on Facebook, just so that he could see my questions. How cool is that? Clang! Um, and you were Twitter? No, no, I did it for a week, but I just did my head in. I just, I just, my brain was constantly, you should tell people that you've just been to the toilet. <laughs> now, what am I doing? No, I can't do that. Go on, write some you, jokes. I know, you, I know you like food. I, I like yeah, food. We were yeah. supposed to chat about um, the food th- festival. That's why I'm throwing it in now. I know you've got to I go know. to the news, but you've got yeah. to go to the news and you I, have to leave at 11.30. I have to go. I'm going to see Ronnie Corbett. We're going to chat about the food festival and you're leaving me to do Ronnie Corbett. Not, not to do him. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a mental image. That's a horrible image. Listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks, John. We will chat about the food festival in your absence, but you're there next weekend. We're going to be there as well. Are you doing We're going to take well? some stuff down. Well, I'm just going to go and throw stuff at you because I'm jealous. <laughs> so I... while you're trying to cook a nice meal, I'm going to take tangerines. Well, and let's eggs. have a chat because I'm, I'm, I'm going to obviously do it in a funny way. And yeah. If we can do something together. Well, that would be great. We're going to be down there getting as much free great food as possible. So uh, enjoy Ronnie Corbett. Thank you for joining us. Paul, Thanks, you're John. welcome to stick around or are you welcome I'll to stick go? around for a little bit. BBC. Six music. And now we're joined also by the poet Tim Key. Yeah, hi, John. Hi, hi. how are you? Good. Very laughing good. at a sexual double entendre there? No, I was laughing at something else. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. What, what were you laughing at? 
Um, just some just the, thoughts in your mind. The whole thing's so bizarre, isn't it? The whole festival? Yeah. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, Sometimes I wake up like that. I wake up laughing every morning at the yeah, festival. I've been laughing for two hours so far today. What is this all about? We touched on the food festival. We're supposed to talk about it more. It's next weekend. Are you going to go along? I might well do. Are actually. you into food? I love food. Yeah? Are you uh, f- I was brought up as an ethnic food man rather than a Eurocentric food man. Right. Brought up in a family that adored everything Oriental, Chinese, Japanese, Malaysian, Thai... Uh, I love, but but I love all food. I mean, I, it's the greatest thing on earth. Are you are you sort of um, are you a bit of a knob about it? Do you go to posh <laughs> restaurants? Or are you just like like uh, my my friend all you know Mark Oliver the comedian? He, yeah, yeah, he's into food, but well, he just likes you know Matt Ford. He just likes getting it in his face. I have a theory that every everyone's palate has a budget. Um, <laughs> After which you don't enjoy your food because you're annoyed at how much it's costing. Yeah. And my budget for a main course tends to come in at about eighteen, nineteen pounds. Okay. Anything more than that, Tim and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, my well, budget's I'm... lower. Really? Seven ninety-five. Seven ninety-five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but after after that, you're just you're not, you're worrying about the price. Going, is it worth what I've paid? Yeah, but is uh, that not part of the joy, though? Is part of the joy not going? I've spent forty quid on this. This is going to be the best dinner I have. Possibly in my life. And then the inevitable disappointment. I spend a lot of money on food, I'm not going to lie to you, precisely because I think part of it is that build-up and that kind of, oh, this this has to be the best prawn in the world, otherwise I wouldn't have paid 60 quid for it. And maybe it's not, but what good does it do me to find that out? Remind me where you live, John. Um, uh, the rural village of uh, Swindon. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, how you say it. I, I'm, I'm just it. wondering how many restaurants that fulfil these criteria are currently sitting in Swindon at the moment. I live in it? northern Wiltshire. Oh, right. And I'm willing to travel for food. I frequently go to Malmesbury and Cricklade and um, Chippenham. Oh, yes. And um, that's it. <laughs> Well, that has backfired. I've looked quite the full. Um, thank you for coming in, Paul. It's been a pleasure. It's Enjoy the rest of your festival. Don't do too much. I worry that you're doing too much. You do uh, you do Comedians Countdown every Monday, Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, which yeah. we did last week. You were very impressive on those numbers. Uh, maths is kind of my thing. I think that's, is, there's only one job in comedy that you that you, you that you get through your your, your prowess at arithmetic, and, yeah. and I've nailed it. So there you go. We did one where I kind of thought, you know, I'm fairly adept with the numbers. I thought if a hundred comes up, you know. We're all in with a shout, and if it's 75, we'll see what happens. But Paul did one where it was a proper multiply by that, take that away times by nine, and it hit the target, bang on. I really wish my parents were listening at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) They can listen again on the BBC's iPlayer. Yes. I'm good at numbers. Are you? Yeah, very good. Are you playing Comedians Countdown at any point? Uh, Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I was playing a German comedian and was happy to say that it was a tie right up to the conundrum. That's how good (laughs) I am at Countdown. Um, Paul, you are in uh, 39 Years of Solitude. 39 Years of Solitude at The Stand 3, uh, which is on York Place, uh, and it's at 9.25 every night except tomorrow. That's Noah and the Whale and blue skies. I can't see the sky. Can you go for an official sky report, producer Adam? It's not blue. It's not blue? Didn't think so, love. Oh, it's mixed now. It's oh, mixed. mixed. Yeah, good. Like a grey. Little bits of blue. Yeah. Flex. Yeah. Flex of blue <laughs> on an otherwise... It's been a hard week weather-wise up here, hasn't it? Uh, not that odd. We were. Um, it was sort of sunny and then rainy. I suppose odd. Yeah. It, well... ch- <laughs> it changed. I generally stay at home, though, so like any fluctuation in anything... Amuses me. When do you, like, when it's do you odd to me home? that that cup was full and now it's half full. From my sipping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just blows I my can mind. Spit it back out of you. Please don't. Um, 
But no, I mean, the first week was nice weather, wasn't it? And everyone thought, oh, we're going to have a good oh, one. Oh, the first week was gorgeous. But then it went really bad weather, and everyone went, oh, here we go. Yeah. But then it went all right weather again. Not too bad today. And I thought, I should be a weatherman. Uh, no, I don't think you should definitely be a weatherman. No, man. I um, should maybe be a weatherman. Try it for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the sky outside, well, it's different everywhere, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Just make the best of it. Don't yeah. make any hard and fast plans. No. Be prepared to change. Would you have to do training? Um, I think you do, don't you? Just how to stand in front of that screen thing. Yeah, how to do, it's all like, posture, isn't it? Yeah, pointing at Newcastle. and Pointing at Newcastle. That's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's the game, isn't it? That's what they call it. The pointing. pointing at Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm not so good at the predicting, but I can really oh, nail Newcastle. Oh, actually, just looking at you there, you really can... Did you see that then? I did one. I think it was a bit higher, no? Yeah, there? That's it. Okay, yeah. You were pointing um, at Swindon there for a minute. Yeah. One day I'll be back there. Yeah. Oh, I can almost smell it. My, I, I'm worried. I've locked my wheelie bin in my porch. So I didn't want my... Porch or push? Porch. Not right. porch. No, 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 no. Um, I've locked my um, ordinary family car in my garage. Right. Which means there wasn't room for my wheelie bin. Right. And um, I didn't want it to get stolen. It's new. It's a brand new wheelie bin. Never been used. Wow. And um, all all through August, people are using their wheelie bins to Swindon, and I'm going to get down, and it's still going to be new to me. Is it full? No, nothing in it? Um, no, it's never had anything in it. The first collection was the Friday before I was going to the festival, and I thought, if I leave bins out... This is the most tedious thing I've ever said. Well, I've got one after. Oh, have you? Yeah. Good, OK. <laughs> I thought, if I leave... <laughs> If I leave my bin out now, then I'm going straight to the festival and it might get stolen. I'll right. come back in August after a festival and, oh, my wheelie bin's gone now and everything. Bam! So I've locked it in the porch, but I'm Good. worried it'll smell. Yeah, it might do. But it's never had any rubbish in it, but it smells a bit plasticky. Yeah. But it's massive. I mean, you could get in it. Could I? You could get in it. Where is it? We could get in it, I think. Let's I, not. I don't, well, I well, wouldn't rule it out. Rule it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me a tedious wheelie bin anecdote. It's not a wheelie bin anecdote, ah. it's just tedious. But um, I, have a, I use a fridge in my show. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I had to get a fridge. So I went looking for a fridge around Edinburgh in a van, and we found a fridge, and uh, put it in the van, and took it back to the Pleasance to, for, to use in the show. But the van started to really smell. And so we took the fridge out and put it down in the courtyard, opened it, full and some imbecile had put their fridge out had like put the fridge out in the rubbish to be taken away but hadn't emptied it and it had milk in it it had sandwiches in it i don't know how many weeks it had been there just opened on like a massive sort of billow of awfulness just came out i was so furious with everyone i was just (laughs) how can so how can that person exist that would put throw a fridge out with all this i mean they must have been so careful carrying it down yeah and putting it on the street because it. If you'd known when you got there, some of that might have been salvageable. Absolutely. Or we plugged it back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you just took a fridge off the street then? Yes, I that, did. That's got slightly sinister though, hasn't it? If no, the fridge not... was full, is that not like if you find someone's clothes in the street and you yeah. just think, well, no one clearly meant to take all their clothes off in the street? Yeah, it's true. So maybe if there's there a fridge full, it maybe. It was sort of in the street. I mean, it was sort of half in, half out, really. Kind of. <laughs> Right. The door was open. Yeah, the door was open. Yeah. So yeah. technically it was the street. Yeah, that's fine, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's fair. We and, just um, unplugged it and put it in this van. Yeah, you should never visit a morgue. Um, should I not? No, I don't think so. What would I do? I mean, for everyone else, I would advise it. It's a good yeah. day out yeah. but, um, for you. We had a text in that I've lost. I'm angry. But it said, hello, John, could you ask Tim if the guy got his coat back out of the fridge? Oh, yeah. Someone's been to your show and obviously there's yeah. been nonsense. You uh, make a lot of mess, don't you? No, not too bad. 
Do I? Well, well you did a I... show in my room yesterday. Yes, I did. And I usually follow a young man called Jack Whitehall who spills a little bit of Whitehall juice on the floor. Very clean man, though, in He's general. A clean living man. Yeah. Um, I came out yesterday and there's all sorts of detritus. There's like yep. a bit bloody kid's nursery in there. Yes, I do tend to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> well, Where, wherever possible. I have to tidy that fun up so that my audience know that that's not going to happen for the next well, hour. Well, listen, thanks for having me. It's a lovely venue. It was a pleasure. You, I believe you're welcome in there at other times. Uh, coming, uh, yeah, coming twice more, I think. Excellent. Well, um, I will be sure to... Uh, what I'll probably do is get in an hour early and just run around tidying up. Will that put you off? No, I wouldn't mind that at all. Show? No. So this week's poem... Um, oh, it was yeah. Hayley and Inverness, by the way, who asked about the coat. Oh, uh, was it? Last yeah, week he did get his coat back. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, did it have mould on it? He was crazy, that guy. Uh, oh. Did it have mould on it? No, no, because the the fridge is uh, a very clean fridge now. Last week's poem was. Um, I was thinking about it on the way, and I describe it as sticky. Ooh, it was, was a it? sticky poem. I couldn't get it off me. It's well, been oh, really? on me all week. Ugh. Yeah. It's quite depressing last week's poem, I felt. Yeah, bit. it was intense. It was really. It was like, oh, it's, it's on me. I can't. Yeah. You know, the, the, the poem. Yeah. Um, this one's horrible. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take it away. <clears throat> it's about. Um, have you ever had any walkouts in your show? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> of the heat, though. Yeah. Because yeah. of the heat. It is the heat, isn't 50 it? 50 minutes in when yeah. I take my top off and yeah. call all the audience knobs, the yeah. heat just gets yeah. really hot. It is the heat, isn't it? I didn't actually find your venue that hot. So here's my, uh, here's my pub. It's about walkouts. Yeah, it's difficult when it's not full. Yeah. <laughs> oh! You were full, you were full. That was a joke. Yeah, cheers, man. Time. Cheers, man. Okay. <clears throat> Chubby Hawks was doing his little comedy, but this one guy with tall hair didn't like it so much. Chubby Hawks was extra friendly to this guy and aimed a lot of his jokes right at him. But he couldn't make the bugger laugh. And he walked out. Chubby hated this. He wanted to win him back, so he closed down his mic and went after him. He followed him through a park to a bar and bought him a drink. One led to two and they became friends. Chuckling away, they went home together. Chubby slept on the sofa and they cried laughing over breakfast. Whilst holidaying in North Devon, the guy with the tall hair asked Chubby to be his best man. And he agreed. Chubby was happy, he felt he'd turned the gig round. But he never forgot how he'd felt. Later that year, when the vicar asked him to give the rings over... Chubby smiled, and then he walked out, and the guy with the tall hair was mortified, but he couldn't really say anything. he just touched his tall hair and mouthed an apology to his Slovakian bride. Nice. That's very good. Very good indeed. Um, the shows are selling well, aren't they? Not too bad. Yeah, yeah we've good. Got, there's extra shows now. So, um, in your venue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's as if I'm the guy with space. Yeah. We've got people selling really well. Where do we put them? We could shave 10 off Richardson. <laughs> we just, uh, we'll fit some people in there. Um, I'm glad things are going well. We're back again next week with another one. I'd love to come back, yeah. That was another That was another sort of uh, the darker side of the fringe. So but dark. A I lighter was, treatment I'm going to go up next time. A lighter treatment of it. I'm not yeah. calling that poem sticky. What are you I'm calling, calling it? that poem... God. Um, tingle. It is Tingle. That's Tingle, that poem. That's what it's called, look. It's ting- it's, uh, it does t- say Tingle. Tingle, yeah, it does tingle. Say tingle yeah. in red pen yeah. with a little picture of me. With always, a always dagger. when I start a poem, always just draw a picture of you <laughs> and then start writing. Byron and Shelley were the same. They hadn't even met me, I hadn't even been born. They just drew a dot. That's what I was at the time, but yes, I know what it famously. is. Famously. Um, have a great week. Thank you. I'm I'm sure. Do I have to plug my show? Uh, yes. The Slutcracker, 9.50, The Pleasant Beside. 
Yeah, that's the best plug we've had as well. That's a proper bang. The slut cracker. Yeah, you're not messing around. Not really. Um, and then the extra shows, but I can't remember when they are. But they're Tuesdays. Tuesday yeah. and next Tuesday. Well, just turn up to my show early. Yeah. And um, you'll see, you'll see t- Tim in yeah. there when you hear the laughter. Then, yeah. Uh, Tim's in there. And when that dies down, they can come in and see my You're lovely, which I've heard show. wonderful things about. And I'm sure other things you're up to as well, football. And uh, yes, playing football. Missing football for this today. I haven't played football yet. Yeah, you, you should. You really should. I'm going to turn up this week and Let's I'm going to win the game for everyone. <laughs> wonderful. Fighting I heard all. a rumour. Were <laughs> yeah. you there when Matt Ford made what the I've save... been told was the best oh, save in football history? Uh, Humphrey Kerr. Yeah, uh, uh, who's in the Penny, Penny Dreadfuls? Dreadfuls. Uh, did a, a beautiful piece of skill, flicked it over someone, and then on the volley drilled a shot, which and it was a, by all rights a superb goal. Is it like the Wigan goal yesterday. I didn't see it. Oh, that was a good was goal. It? Yeah. But then from nowhere, Fordy leapt to his right and palmed three it. inches off the ground. I mean, it was staggering. It was absolutely jaw-droppingly good. Wow. We're going to have to get Fordy's side of this. but um, I think Fordy's side of it will be roughly the same. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be surprised. I think it'll be something like the ball was on fire. Yeah. Fordy leapt. Yeah. It tore a hole through someone's head, but Fordy just got tips on it. Yeah. And then uh, he got a call from Stuart Pearce five minutes later asking him for a call-up. Tim Key, thanks very much. Have a thanks, great John. week. John Richardson. ABC Six Music. The poet Tim Key has left... The all-round artist. Oh, yeah, that's the most respect you've ever shown me. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely. Cheers, Would have been mate. more respectful had I not paused, probably. No, um, you were trying to get all the big words in. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. All-round artist. Cheers, mate. Sorry, the round artist. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Matt Ford is with me now. Good afternoon, John. How are you, old bean? I'm very well, thank you. I'm, How... in, a f- I'm in a very good mood. Are you? Oh, I've had a cracking week. Good, you've got your favourite gingham shirt on. Um, yeah, I believe it. I think I might have worn this this time last year. I think you probably did, yeah. yeah. And you haven't had it off since. <laughs> um, no, but I have taken the bloopers. shirt off. Oh! Yeah. There's, there's one of those bloopers from like this morning in the 1980s <laughs> where they've got a pregnant woman going on. I bought this dress when I met my husband and we haven't had it off since. <laughs> um, good blooper. Judy Finnegan's like, oh no! And then her knockers fall out. And... <laughs> Christ! That's not going to happen to me. I've got all my buttons done up. So I'm strapped (laughs) in. Buttons can't hold those bad boys back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last week, uh, we were just about to go and do the first of uh, the show that you've brought up to the festival, your first solo venture, 40's Lock-In. 40's Lock-In, You're now a week in. How is it going, friend? It's been brilliant. Yeah? We've had... That opening night, you were there. I was there, man. I've I've never had an audience. I've never gone to a gig before. You've never had an audience. (laughs) The audience reaction (laughs) from the outset has been so good. I was overwhelmed. That night was really special. Uh, And everyone since has been excellent. And we've had... What's been really good about it is I get to sit on stage and chat to mates who who also happen to be the best comedians on the Edinburgh Fringe. So it's a really fun, enjoyable thing to do. Do you reckon that vibe is being passed on to the audience? I reckon so. Uh, oh, you got some evidence to the contary, have you? Yeah. Hi, John and Ford. Oh, right. Here we go. Well, I didn't say it was to the contrary. It's just silly. No, but you've got your little eyebrow twitching. <laughs> um, I think I might be having a nose, please. I don't think I am. Um, <laughs> my flatmate and I had the pleasure of sitting in the front row on the first night of 40s oh. walking. 
I was the one who gave Fordy a tissue when his head randomly started bleeding. Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I won some pork mince in his meat <laughs> raffle. <laughs> That's right. The meat raffle uh, will make a return tonight. Really? I can confirm, yes. Yeah. So if, you, How if you're a bit peckish and you're not doing anything at midnight, you can combine both your passions. Am I right in saying yours is the only show at the Fringe with a meat raffle? It is. And you, you, my head was bleeding. That's how hard I was working for those laughs. The show may not have run as smoothly as Fordy would have liked, but we thought it was brilliant. I've been missing male contact, as all my friends in Edinburgh are female. Sometimes it would be nice to just hang out with some of the guys and have a laugh, and that's exactly what happened on Sunday night. That's exactly what it is. Fortunately, I have to work during the week, so I can't really stay up until 2.30am every night just to have a laugh. Perhaps you would all consider moving to Edinburgh permanently to meet up once a week or so with me and some of my fellow single female friends for some random banter and games of danger darts. That sounds okay to me. <laughs> a we'll few be, things in there might have uh, we'll appealed. We'll be happy to provide the pub snacks, but draw the line at a regular meat raffle. P.S. Stella, sorry I left the meat behind. It really isn't my thing. No, no, I gave it to someone else. Um, that, so that was fine. You <laughs> said in the afternoon, you said, call me, I'm getting pub snacks in. I said I'll have a bag of pork scratchings. Yeah. They never materialised. No, because I... Ate them. For, no, I didn't eat them. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'll tell you what, some of the food I've had this week, I've really gone to town on myself. Um, I had a hog roast for breakfast the other morning. Mate, there is a shop here that is just permanent hog roast. It's not one that's in the street. It's a solid unit. In a, it's a, it's a, that's all it does all year round is a hog solid roast. Solid unit filled with solid units. Um, they've just got the pig in the window. You would absolutely love it, mate. I'm it sure I would. Maybe not for breakfast. Well, it's sort of breakfast, brunch, lunch. Let's move on. I um, yeah. was talking about um, taking pictures of my food. Oh, yeah. And someone put me on. There's two Facebook groups. There's uh, What I Had For Dinner and there's Food I Cooked, both uh, Facebook groups where yeah. you just go on and upload photos. And they're all right, right? Some people take it pretty seriously. But um, one of the sort of threads on one of the pages is Hangover Cure Foods. Oh, now. Go on, then. Drifter and a Sprite. <laughs> every time. Every time, my perfect hangover cure. It's amazing. That I think it's, it's a lot of it's psychosomatic, and it? it's deciding what you want. Everyone's got their theories, right? Yeah. This one made Cup me laugh. Cup of tea as well. Cup of tea, helps. Easy. Salt on toast. <laughs> the bigger the hangover, the more salt you <laughs> pour on. All washed down with a can of Coke. Burp. I <laughs> <laughs> always written that. A girl yeah. called Katie. She doesn't sound like the sort of girl... That would write that sort of thing. She doesn't sound like the sort of girl that isn't your dream woman. I've, I walked past a place on the way here that claims to do Scotland's hottest curry. Oh, really? Yeah, and if you eat it, oh, you get it for free. Where's the, uh, On the way here? Yeah. Well, well, let's go this week. Yes! 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 <laughs> let's go this week. Brilliant. Right, well, we've sorted out what we're going to be recording with Matt later this week. Um, yeah. We've had an email that says, I've sent lots of emails today and you haven't read any of them and I'm annoyed at not being at the Fringe. Oh, someone's got it on him. Yeah, Rosie down south. Um, I'm very annoyed as I have to miss the last hour of your show today. Oh, Sir Daisy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have to fill in an application for a part-time job at Tesco that I don't even want. Well, there's a recession on Mm. to go out and get gainful employment. I unwillingly filled it in as I feel it would be a gross misuse of my academic talents. Grocery misuse. (laughs) uh, a what one? Grocery misuse. Oh, very nice. Very Top nice. punning. I wonder what I'll do with that. <gasps> oh, look out. Time to check out on a gang. Oh! <laughs> uh, and then car park. 
It made me wonder what yours and Fordy's first jobs were, Rosie Down South. Uh, my first job Rosie really was South. Paperboy, if we're being absolutely honest about it. That was a computer game, mate. No, count. no, no, I was a paperboy. I've for... got a job, mate, civil service. Mate, I was a paperboy for Brian Clough's brother. How cool's that? Wow. Gerald Clough. All right, Matty. And he was re- he was a funny guy, and he used to pun on my name. So I'd go in and go... Matty? That's yeah. not a pun. No, but each, like, each time it was a different pun. All right, Matt Alan. And, some of that, <laughs> and then bring me back back and he'd go, Matt's your lot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. really, I used to love working there. Help yourself to a dairy milk come away out, Matty. You go used in. to go in his house? No, to his to his shop. To oh, his... he was the news agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just on your round. No, no, no. He was just no, going no, no. into he his house. He was the boss. He was the boss. Wow. Cluffy's uh, news. Cluffy's post office, Bramcut, Knox. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was How ace. long were you a post boy? <clears throat> um, for about a year or two. Okay. And why did you leave that game? Well, I was growing up then. I wanted to go into telesales. Yeah, that's what I'd say. My if first I was scared A-level. of dogs. I was scared of dogs. I remember once I had to get my mate Ralph round to deliver to a house that had a dog. So they, <laughs> like, the whole round got their papers at about seven in the morning, but one particular door on Marshall Street did not get it till about ten. So that's the only time Ralph could come round out and do it for me. Good old Ralph. I was petrified. I like the fact that you text your friends when you need help. Like well, when I that thing happened at work. That's another show. Let's play some eels. After the news, we're gonna um we're gonna sort out the things that Fordy's gonna do. You're going to record yourself eating the hottest curry in Edinburgh. That's gonna yeah, backfire. In Scotland. But you're also going up Arthur's seat this week. I am. Are you gonna come with me, mate? I'm gonna come with you. Yes. But I I think there needs to be something else. You can't just go up Arthur's seat. It's not enough. Jump off Arthur's seat. <laughs> <laughs> We need a spin on it, you know. We need okay. some some extra challenge in there, don't we? We've had Absolutely. some suggestions for things to do on top of Arthur's seat. Yeah. Right? Before we do those, I have been very rude to you. You have. Um, many times. <laughs> yeah. Not least, uh, I forgot something which we were supposed to do, and an uh, anonymous text rightly says, uh, can we please hear Fordy's version of the save story? Has he thought of yes. taking up the shot put? They combine right. size and agility as no, well just, as the big let's man. Let's just have this right. I let's have not, this right. Let's have this right. I do not pretend He's to doing be, his Nigel Spink. I do not pretend to be good at football. I don't look like I'm good at football. I'm not good at football. I'm a chubby lad, right? I and my fitness is poor. Yeah. Turned up to play comedians football the other morning, and t- when I arrived, people were chuckling a bit under their breath. Yeah. Uh, I was out of breath within a couple of seconds of playing it right back, so I said to the lad in goal, get yourself out there. Oh, it was Parry. Tom Parry from Pappies was in guard. So, Parry, get yourself up there, stick yourself about a bit, I'll go in between the sticks. <laughs> Honestly, Tim Key had it right. Humphrey Kerr just wellied it. I just threw myself at it. Didn't even think I was going to get near it. Right arm outstretched. People were just running up to me. Just going, that is amazing. Just got it out. It was um, my whole body was like that. I was, I was, I was uh, 90... Horizontal. Yeah, horizontal to the floor. And then, what Keith forgot to mention, I then went up front and scored the winner. That was unbelievable. Played out my skin, voted man of the match. Stunning two-yard screamer. Just, mate, and I was setting people up. And I had a moment where, can remember Gascoigne in Euro 96, where the ball gets played across the, the front of God. He just slings himself at it, two-footed. That's the way I was playing, all heart. I know me England shirt on. Long ball went off, and I just went for it. Came in at the far post, didn't get it across, but people were just applauding in the street. Just, yeah. look at that guy, look how much football means to him. When's the open top bus ride? And then I played a couple of days later and nodded in a goal as well. Just been out of my, playing out of my skin. Nodded 
landed in a goal. Yeah, just doof, like it, it was so high. Are you sure and you they didn't? just rose, got it down, and I remembered everything I'd been taught. All of a sudden, this festival, my football's coming together. Sure. Maybe we could have a kick around at the top of our seat. Um, yeah, it's dangerous, isn't it? Because if it goes over, I'm going after it. I never let a ball. <laughs> I never let a ball go, mate. Until the whistle goes. What a way to go, though. Don't tell me that's not the way you want to go. That is one of the ways. Two-footed lunge off the top of Arthur's seat after a flyaway ball. Pasty in one end, pride in the other. Using to give up on it. Yeah. I just nodded it in. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, that's the real story. Glad of to hear Matt's taking on the mountain this year mm-hmm. after last year's accident. What do you mean accident? Well, we went up the. Step, yeah, you we? make out like this. We went Arthur's up some stoop. Mate, it was just—it's not actually that much different. It's about three k. I mean, what Arthur's seat's about two two hundred meters shorter than uh, K two, and the step is. <laughs> like... <laughs> Mate, come on! It was still a big old heave. <laughs> well, it? I'm not denying that. Um, why not have <laughs> the donut race at the top with Sarah Millican? <sighs> I'm sure you could get someone else in if she doesn't fancy it. I'm sure donuts at the top. Don't let Fordy carry the donuts, otherwise they may not make it to the top in That is absolutely true. As for the race itself, why not have each competitor eat, say, half a dozen donuts laid out in a line, run to the first, eat it, run to the second. The, uh, That's where on. it's a test of endurance, speed, and speed eating. People will, be, that will That will cause sickness. Not for me, but for lesser competitors, this will cause illness. Well, well okay. I, Mate, I will take on any challenge, as we've proven over the years... I'm up for anything. Unrelated. Dear Serds, Serds, although as a man who chooses Chicken Kiev from the menu, I'm hesitated to bestow that title upon Fordy. Mm-hmm. May I recommend the website below, www.cryingwhileeating.com. Oh. Pretty chucklesome. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen that. I cried after having a bad Chinese once. Did you? A couple of weeks back. Oh, yeah. you told me all about <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was just so dead, I was emotional. <laughs> you know when you really want the Chinese, and then it was horrible. It was. Yeah, I've wept. Fold me up in tears. And What's all... up with you, Matt? <laughs> Me chicken balls. <laughs> they were rubbish as well. Um, they were tiny. <laughs> I suggest you and Fordy wear armour for your trek up the mountain. Yeah, we could have we could have a scrap. Yeah, scrap we a, battle. We, we could have a joust. Um, why don't dance. you take a selection of meats to eat on Arthur's mm, seats? Now you're talking German sausage. <laughs> I'm guessing yeah. you're going to take a load of meats anyway, uh, yeah, Robbie Birmingham. When you get to the top, put up St George's flags. <laughs> St George's flags and reclaim Scotland. <laughs> then you can use the following civil unrest as material for your show. Seth in Manchester. Wow. That's Good a luck old, with that one. Big old chat. I might raise the Union Jack as a sign of unity. Yes, do Between that. our two great nations. We'll get Salmond up there. The yeah? Yeah, get Alex Salmond up there. Um, and the leader of uh, Britain. Oh, Gordon Brown. Oh, he's Scottish as well. Soph and Jess at the Fringe have a nice picnic or a sexy party with pasties. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> sexy party. See, that people are now starting to understand the way I view food. That is the least sexy noise I think I've ever heard. <laughs> um, yeah, sexy pasty party. Why not get the curry as takeaway and eat that at the top of Arthur's Oh, now that is a good shout. Yeah, That's you like the that? most appealing in. Darryl Maybe not the hottest one, but a curry, a nice bolty. We could sit there with our little nans. My nan would never make it hey! up It's too tall. I'd have eaten it. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> get Fordy to give his favourite speeches at dusk oh! of Arthur's seat, Oliver in London. Oh, can you imagine that? Sun setting over Edinburgh. You oh. booming out. 
Churchill. Never let them back. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello, Is John. That your Blair That's my impression of you doing a Blair impression. Oh, mate, come on now. Never let them back. That's <laughs> you good. Got the hand it? movement, sort yeah. of. Yeah. What other ones do you do? Um... Hello, Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Um, get Fordy to run up Arthur's seat naked. Uh, oh, that one okay. comes from Anon in Knots. That could be. That might be your mum. That might be Anon <laughs> in Knots. <laughs> um, I, I, I would rather run naked downhill because I'll need to cool off, you see. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get the hell There's out. There's going to be some sightings of beasts that were long feared dead if you run naked down <laughs> Arthur's seat. <laughs> I was coming up the mountain, as usual, and then it came out of the darkness from behind a hedge. It was big, mind. And it said, hello, Northampton. Every part of it was big. I need to stress that. Harry. I think he had three legs. We're seeing something about chillies and needing to go for a massive cack. <laughs> John Richardson. Six Music. I'm joined now live from a 58-storey hotel somewhere in the centre of the exotic Republic of Birmingham by Al Pitcher. It's a one-off. It's a penthouse suite. They book it for me every week. Here I am. <laughs> and I imagine from where you are, you can see all the way to the bull ring. I can, yeah, and the rag market as well. The rag market? You were down there yeah. yesterday, were you? That's where you go if, you, if you're proper. Kinda. That's where you buy, like, broken biscuits for about 5p. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. I remember the days of broken biscuits. But uh, I, my problem is I don't like biscuits anyway. But it's yeah, not a but, snobbish thing. It's just, well, you, know. you can always just taste a few, you know, and a lot of the kind of, you just smell death and despair in there, really. Yeah, what? people coming up and they've licked a Jaffa cake and they try and sell it to you. For <laughs> but you are a real man, Al Pitcher, and that's why you go there. None of, this, never... none of this farm foods in Iceland for you. No, you're right. I, 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 if it's broken, it's broken, but if it, I know it's fresh, you know? So you're out in the world doing proper comedy. We're up at the festival getting self-obsessed and reading reviews of simple toilet motions and trips to restaurants. Everyone's on our back up here, Al. Um, it does, It does. as an outsider, it does feel a bit like I haven't been invited to the party. Oh, really? Well, I was speaking yeah. to old friend of the show, Mark Olver, about this, and there's a part of him that misses it. It's a weird sort of... Um, What's that thing where you fall in love with your captor? Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. It's kind of like that, isn't it, where you get so claustrophobic and unhappy when you're here, but when you're not here, you crave a little bit of claustrophobia and unhappiness. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm delighted I'm not up there. Okay. But I just wish I could kind of have, like, party time, you know, and... Well, let's simulate, let's simulate the festival for you for 30 seconds now. Go into your bathroom and just lock yourself in the shower cubicle, turn the lights off, get the heating on full... And then when we finish this, I'll tell you that you were crap at it. How's that? That's basically okay. the festival, isn't it? That's my experience so far. Well, yeah, I mean, there's also... <laughs> there's that noise as well. I'm just walking around my hotel room, thought, you know... I thought I've got my own sound effects, I'll go for that. Yeah, nice. You're a you modern-day like? Brian Conley, I'll picture. I never let it be said otherwise. <laughs> We had a worrying entry, given that yours is a picture of a big red hot air balloon this week, and you went for 99 red balloons by Nana. And I said yeah. quite confidently that there would be no way we were playing that. And okay. Darren from Plymouth's suggestion is Spaceman by The Killers, which yeah. isn't great. And then he says, it's a tough one this week. Al may just have this one in the bag. That is a worrying <laughs> sense of defeatism from our audience. Yeah, that, that's an email. Is he? Is that tongue in cheek? As he emails that in, because I don't know. 
I normally, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the great riffer. People know me as that, and I just kind of go straight for the song title. Yeah. Don't really think about it. Yeah. We've had some uh, worldwide entries. Do you want to hear some of our international entries from this week? Love to. Uh, Antwerp, we go to first. David, Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. I don't want to stereotype the Dutch, but somebody isn't paying attention, David. <laughs> um, Toronto in Canada, Yasser, Get Off My Cloud by the Rolling Stones. Like that? Yeah, is there any many clouds around there? Yeah, there is. Okay, there? no, we'll scrub that one off, Yasser. Yeah. Polish yourself up, mate. Um, Quadra Island in Canada, Mary Ellen Lane, Coming Down Again by the Rolling Stones. I like that. And uh, Jim in Singapore, Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters or Elevation by U2. Everyone picks U2 every week just because they know you like it and I think they think you're going to veto the win. Yeah, um, I quite like I quite like um, the up and down one, Coming Down. Coming Down Again by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, not that I've ever judged this, but it does feel I'm being given the responsibility. Yeah, well, do you know what? I'm going to let you pick. Talk to us about this week's picture. Uh, this week's uh, picture was taken in Brixton on uh, Wednesday. I was just wandering around and I saw a takeaway van, fast food, and it was wheel clamped. <laughs> I'm having that. Yeah. I'm having that for all, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Know? The council trying to do their bit, not realising that they've actually helped promote local businesses there. Yeah, and, and they've helped Six Music. You know, they've, they've helped the John Richardson show. They've, You've they've helped all, Six you know? Music, Al, immeasurably. And I only hope someday that Six Music can repay that debt. Well, I think it can. I think we can talk about stuff like that. I think I should be able to promote stuff on here. There's this running Just tell gag. us what you've got going on, Al. There's this running gag of like me mentoring the Al Picture Picture Show. Yeah. And then going to Facebook and then... <laughs> <laughs> Al Pitcher taking the economy route back to Sweden. Straight down the tubes. BBC. Six Music. There we go. That was this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it because there'll be another one coming your way next week when I'll be joined by Alan Cochran. If you want to hear the show in full, you can listen again on the BBC's iPlayer. And I suggest you do that because there's some stuff from that show that, you know, for legal reasons and just because it's not fair on other people, we can't put in the podcast. Because mm. if we put all the meat in there, to be honest, everyone else, all the other podcasts would look vegan exactly, by comparison. So, uh, namely, Ivan Brackenbury uh, sent us in a demo tape this week. If you want to hear that, you'll need to listen to the show again. Um, we can resolve this week's uh, pod joke. What do you call a man who sells meat? I don't know. What do you call a man who sells meat? The butcher. Right. It's, it's not, just a it's fact. It's not really funny, is it? No, but it's like people are expecting a joke and we don't get one, so that'll make them laugh. Okay. Like, oh, oh, something funny. Ah, oh, nothing funny. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, of course, yeah. That's sort of the element of surprise. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly see. I think... See. I think you may have just killed the pod joke. No, I don't... I think I've nothing wrong it, with I think I've breathed it new life. Nothing wrong with a pod fact, though. No reason it, we couldn't go there. But I think it is a joke. It's like, I'll be... I'd, I'd do it in a really sort of angry... Well, no, you did it. How you did it? You can't say I would do it. You've done it in the club. Like I'd be unshaven. I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be dangerous. Yeah, the pod joke's not in a club. Hey, I'd I'd smoke on stage even though it's illegal. I'd go out. We'll do it how you want to do it. Okay, London, England. What do you call a guy that sells meat? A butcher. I mean, I'm still not. Oh, you know the sound of (laughs) silence in my ears is horrible. (laughs) I can hear just up there. 
We'll have uh, we'll so have live. Such a good idea earlier. <laughs> I'm just trying new things. It was fine, mate. It was I'm fine. a risk taker. I'm a born risk taker. I understand that, and we will find out more about that when you leap from the top of our seat, <laughs> desperately looking for a toilet this week. Um, do join us next week if there's anything you want us to comment on. You can email us during the week on johnrichardson.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk. And while you're online, why not check out the picture picture gallery? Enjoy the rest of your week. I hope to see you up here, but if not, take great care of yourselves and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. BBC Six Music Podcasts. If you like John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk slash six music.